Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast, and it's another of our interview shows where we're talking to business owners that have gone from a different world to creating a business, and today we have Daniel Blue. Uh, Daniel actually is in an interesting space. He's in the financial services industry, somewhat similar to what I am, uh, but he really specializes in a very specific area and a very specific type of account that allows you a lot of flexibility if you're trying to use it for investments uh, and you want to invest in things beyond the stock market, um, things like real estate, businesses, along those lines. So, Daniel, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, man. Glad to have you on today. Looking forward to uh, learning a little bit more about your business and your story. So let's start off with that. Uh, what Tell us your story. Yeah, I always like to begin when I was 12 years old. So 12 years old, I've been uh, you know living in California, lived in a cul-de-sac, wasn't poor, wasn't rich, mom and dad in my house. And when I was 12, things really changed. My parents ended up getting a divorce. And I know a divorce is not uncommon. I think everyone listening has either been divorced or a product of a divorce or a close family member got divorced, right? It's just the, the era we live in. But what was unique about my situation is my parents divorced, my dad ended up moving to Mexico. And I remember like it was yesterday, he told me, hey, I'm going to go drop off your grandma in, in Mexico. And I'll see you in, in, in a couple of weeks, week or two. I said, okay, cool. No problem. You know, he, he'd done that very, very often. He'd go back and forth. Yeah. And, and, you know, my grandma lived in Mexico. So it wasn't um, catch my surprise. And this time when he left, though, he never came back. And he never told me why he didn't come back. And all of a sudden, I lost contact with him. And now it's just my mom and I. And that really took the air out of my sails. I was really close with my dad. He was my soccer coach, my basketball coach, took me to school. Like We were really close. So now I go from having two parents in the household where we weren't hurting financially. Again, we weren't wealthy. But now it's yeah. just my mom and I, and we're in Southern California, and California is pretty expensive to live. And now my mom is busting her butt. She is a social worker in Southern California, so she's <laughs> gone all the time trying to make ends meet for us. And, and like there was times that we a ton of money. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're definitely not making a lot of money, and and she's trying to take as, up as much overtime as she can to, yeah. you know, help because my dad wasn't helping financially. It was just my mom and solely my mom. And that left me with a lot of time on my hands. And as a teenager that was rebelling, that was angry because their dad left and I didn't have answers. I started just making some knucklehead choices. I hung out with the wrong crowd, started ditching school, uh, got involved with alcohol and drugs and kind of made, not kind of, I, I made life tough on my mom. And she ended up shipping me to a small little town in, in Utah called St. George, Utah, my senior year of high school. And that was my opportunity to graduate high school. She's just like, Danny, you're not going to graduate. Like you, you need to move and let's give you a shot at graduating. You're either going to going to 
end up in jail or be dead. And and we, we can't have that. So I, I stumbled through high school, Jeff, didn't, didn't get a lot, you know, good grades. And uh, then I ended up going into college because that's what society told me to do. And so I went into college and three months into college, I dropped out because I, I found this career called sales. And I had no idea that I would have the ability to do pretty well in sales. And I saw sales, Jeff, as a, a vessel to get me from where I was, where my mom and I were struggling financially. There was times where we lived in a hotel. We lived at mm -hmm. friends' houses because we didn't have our own home to we wouldn't have to struggle financially. And I've always wanted to pay my mom back, so to speak, because she was there for me during some really tough times. And she's just, you know, my role model. So sales was just something that I naturally was able to do well at and uh, ultimately led me to where I am today in, in owning uh, a real business with real employees and helping real clients with the real service. That's awesome. So uh, that, that, the, the St. George, Utah, was that family that she sent you to or to a school or what was the deal? Yeah, there was one family that we knew in St. George, yeah. Utah. And God bless their souls, the the Seviers. They, they took me in as one of their own. And that was quite an experience too, because I got kind of my, my first high paying job, I'll say quote unquote, but my senior year, I was roofing, making $16 an hour. And I, I thought I was a baller, Jeff, $16 an hour is back in 07. And, uh, you know, I was, I was working 30, 40 hours a week during high school. So that, that kind of kept me out of trouble. I was able to make those hours work. Uh, I worked at night, kind of uh, roofing at night, like remodeling like a Chili's, for example, doing grunt work. So, you know, lo looking back, my, the, the jobs that I had prior to getting into sales helped shape me who I am today. You know, my very first job, I was a grocery clerk. I bagged groceries and I corralled the grocery uh, carts. And I've always wanted to move up no matter where I was. And I wanted to be the best grocery bagger there was. I wanted to you know, really stand out. So I had the ability to move up. And I did that roofing. I started roofing and I had to do the grunt work. I had to pick up trash. I had to go to Chevron and go grab a can of chew for my foreman, my boss, right? Like, you know, and I think people lose sight on that. I, in, in order to, to level up, in order to, to get the position that you want to be in, are you willing to do the grunt work? And are you willing to do the grunt work for a, a certain period of time? Not a day, not a week, but like really earn your stripes. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the difference. You know, you get so many people today that they want instant gratification. They want to get out of school and get a hundred thousand dollar a year job. And I don't, you know, I'm too good to do all that. But I, it, it's humbling. But it also teaches you, okay, this is one, not what I want to do forever. <laughs> but, but two, you know, you've got to be a little humble about it. You, you've got to start from the bottom in a lot of cases. Yeah, one of my favorite sayings, and I picked this up in sales at 18 years old, was act as if. Act as if you already have that position you want. Act as if you already have that promotion that you're seeking. And not act as if in the sense of you start bossing people around, you start acting entitled, you start carrying around that condescending arrogance. Act as if as far as a lot of people have the, the, the perception or the mentality of, well, 
I'll do those things if I get paid that, right? I'll do yeah. those things if you give me the title. No, it's it's actually the other way around. And, and I started yeah, to really grasp this, that. right? <laughs> when I started paying people, when I started hiring people, when I started building a team. No, actually trust has to be earned. And then I started mm -hmm. to remember that's how I did it growing up, right? Like, no, you, you actually have to do those things first and not do them and say, me, 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 look at me. I just did this, pay attention. It's to just yeah. show up, do it, do it consistently and you'll get noticed. It will happen. Yeah. yeah. It's that person that consistently will be there and show up to work on time <laughs> that really makes the difference. So let's talk a little bit about your company now. So you, uh, you deal with kind of non-traditional investment vehicles. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so this is back in 08, 09, where the concept of using an IRA, using a 401k to invest into real estate, that was first brought to, to my attention. That concept blew me away, Jeff, because prior to that, I always thought 401k IRAs were just for stocks, Nike yeah. stock, mutual funds, the idea of using a retirement account to invest into real estate without paying penalties and taxes. I'm like, whoa, what is this? So that was a seed planted in me back in 08, 09. And I've been fortunate enough to surround myself with some really wise people, some high level people that were able to get me into this industry. And I've been in this industry now about 10 years, I, I've pivoted, I, I got out of the, the sales, the real estate sales space that I was in, in 2007. And I've been in the self directed space now for about 10 years. And it's it's a really, really cool space to play in. And I, I know a lot of people can say a phrase like, you know, we change people's lives. And, and I know that gets tossed around a lot. And I'm sure there's a lot of merit to that. And a lot of credibility, when people say that they can actually back it up. But it feels really good knowing that the space that we operate in really does change people's lives. I'll, I'll give you an example. It's a story that breaks my heart, but it's something that you might be able to relate to, you know, the audience listening to this, but we had a, a lady out of uh, the Bay Area, she was a realtor making really good money. And she wanted to take about $100,000 out of her IRA and invest into an apartment complex. And she had her money with like Fidelity or Morgan Stanley, one of the Wall Street firms. And, and she approached the financial advisor and she's like, hey, I want to take 100000 out of this account and invest it into this apartment complex in South Carolina. Can you help me? And the advisor's like, no, and you, you shouldn't do that, right? And goes on to tell her all the reasons why she shouldn't do it. And she's mm -hmm. gun ho She really wants to do it. And she's like, well, like, can you find a way to get creative? Like, I want to make this happen. I believe in this deal. Like, I'm going to leave money with you, but I want to peel off some of the money I have with you and invest it into this apartment complex back east. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, lady, like, I, I can't help you. So she ends up taking a distribution. She's under 59 and a half years of age. She lives in California. So, you know, Jeff, you're shaking your head. And for the people that are not able to watch, Jeff's shaking his head because he's doing the math. If you take a distribution, you're under 59 and a half and you withdraw $100,000 and you live in California, you yeah. can probably kiss $40,000 out of that $100,000 goodbye. It's not more. Yeah, because she's going to have to claim all of that as income. She's paying a 10% early withdrawal tax plus all the taxes. So this poor lady ends up losing literally tens of thousands of dollars, $40,000, $50,000 out of her life savings, money she busted her tail for, and she gave it away in a way that she didn't have to. Like She didn't have to lose that money. And, and what I really mean by that is 
what she could have done, she could have taken the $100,000, converted into a self-directed plan with a company like ours or one of the many other companies that exist out there that play in the same space that I operate in. And she could have just shifted $100,000 into a self-directed account. And then from there, took the $100,000, invested into this real estate play, and there's zero penalties and taxes on this transaction and she would have saved that 40 or $50,000. And when we explained this to her, she goes, wow, why didn't my financial advisor tell me this? And it's pretty simple. These financial advisors don't make money off of you in that capacity. If they show you how to access your retirement account penalty and tax-free and you can use that money to fund your business, invest in real estate, they make zero commission, zero money off of you. So why would they want to teach you about this strategy? Because this strategy, it's IRS approved. It's not some brand new strategy that my company just made up last year. It's been around for decades. It's IRS code. It's just Wall Street doesn't push this on people because again, it doesn't benefit them. Yeah. Now, devil's advocate, I mean, you, you do lose some of the tax benefits of, of real estate by doing this, but in a lot of cases, you don't, you know, if you don't have other monies outside that you can access, this is a way that you can access or actually get uh, involved in real estate. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, as you know, and some of the, a lot of the people listening, obviously, if you're mm -hmm. doing some kind of passive real estate investing, where, you know, it's just like private lending, just like a promissory mm -hmm. note, where it's straight debt, then you're probably not going to get a tax benefit anyways. But to your point, yeah. you know, if it is more of a equity play, and there's some, you know, depreciation, there's some tax write offs, it might be better to do that outside of a retirement account, you know, and you and I were talking mm -hmm. about this off air, it really comes down to just the knowledge and having the tools in your tool belt. What I love about what we do, we're not financial advisors. We're not here to sell investments. So I'm not here to sell insurance, real estate stocks to you guys. We sell solutions and our solution isn't the one all be all self-directed IRA, solo yeah. 401k. It might not be for you, but depending on your situation, your goals, your age, what you're trying to accomplish it might be what you just need to get you from point A to point B, but ultimately it's just a tool in the tool belt where you've got a lot of tools. We all want a lot of tools, right? We don't want just one tool. We don't want to be a one trick pony. So, you know, for, mm -hmm. for the right person and the right product, I think there's some really cool insurance products out there, some real estate investments out there, you know, crypto's crazy right now, but the stock market has mm -hmm. its thing, what it does over the years and, you know, yeah. qualify plans. Like, you know, there's just a lot of different ways to skin a cat. Yeah. And there's no one, one fit, like you said, there's no one fit tool. Um, you know, what I, what I always tell people is this is where you want to, you know, if you work with a financial advisor, which I always encourage people to, find one that understands how this works don't you know don't find one that's well this is always bad it's not a good thing i mean i i'm we, we were talking about dave ramsey at the beginning i love dave ramsey i think he's done a lot of good for a lot of people but you know there's not just one size fits all for every single person that listens to his show um and there's not one size fits all for everything you know we do and as as a financial advisor i'm i'm of the belief let's let's look at everything and not take anything off the table when it comes to that and work with somebody that knows what they're doing with these type of accounts and an advisor that understands how they work and how it can fit into your overall plan yeah you're uh, you're one of the few good ones out there unfortunately there's just a lot of and and i think there's some malintent 
behind it. Mm. But I think there's just a lot of ignorance, right? These these, these people just yeah. go to a school, they sign up for Edward Jones, and Edward Jones just teaches them how to sell class A mutual funds. And these advisors know nothing better, right? They know nothing else. So, you know, they're just a product of the system. So ultimately it's I, just I, I just I, I would make it a little bit more and say that most of the people in my industry are lazy and they just don't want to do the work uh, to learn. They just want to take in whatever they get and and don't want to look outside that. And, yep. you know, I mean, I, I guess in some instance or instances, I started off my career that way working for a very large financial firm and I drank the Kool-Aid that this is the only way to do things. And it wasn't until I went out on my own and became an independent advisor and started to look at, well, hey, I, I deal with people that are in a different financial situation than the people that I used to work with that were you know, career employees that were retiring from a, a business and rolling over their 401k, um, you know, and typically going into retirement. Uh, there's so many people now that I, that I work with that are at different stages and maybe they're a successful business owner and they're looking for ways to offset some of the risk of being in their own business, or maybe they, you know, as you were talking about, maybe they need some funding for their business and they don't want to have to go, you know, out and find private equity or investors that are going to dilute their business out. They can use their own money to help fund that business. Yeah, for sure. It, it comes down to, again, what, what they're trying to accomplish. And obviously there's risks for everything, right? And, yeah. and we've been able to help out a lot of people over the years where, you know, uh, someone that comes to my mind is they needed about $20,000 to fund their online business. They needed inventory and they didn't want to mm -hmm. go to a bank. They didn't want to deal with an investor like you mentioned earlier. So they, they tapped into their their IRA, the 401k from their old job. We showed them how to access that money penalty and tax free. We helped them move it to a solo 401k. They took out the 20,000 penalty and tax free, bought the inventory. And uh, as long as they pay back that 20,000 within five years, there's zero penalties and taxes on that transaction. So they've got plenty of time to take that 20,000, deploy it somewhere, make money and then pay themselves back. So essentially they're mm -hmm. their own bank and they're able to fund a business that's a startup, right? And that's another key yep. factor is when you start a business, you know, it's hard to get funding, right? You know, you don't have really tax returns. You don't have a proof of concept. You know, you don't have a whole lot going on other than just, you know, a thought, uh, an LLC you just set up at LegalZoom or your local CPA. So something like that worked out really well for her. You know, she's now kicking butt with her online business doing that full time. But again, you know, she could have flopped with her business. Her business could have made no money and, you know, she would have lost that money from her retirement account. So you definitely always have to play that devil's advocate and uh, weigh the pros and cons. Well, but, you know, the other part is, okay, if you went to the SBA or you went to a local bank, you're going to be on the hook for that loan because they're, they're not just going to do it based on the business. You're going to, so not only would you, not only would you, your business be at risk, your personal assets would also be at risk because the bank's going to come after you and get that money from you anyhow. So any time that you can remove a bank from the situation, if you've got assets, it's not a bad thing to do. But, you know, once again, you got to be cautious about that because if you're not serious about starting a business, um, you know, you could just eat through those assets and they'd be gone. Um, so, you know, once again, it's, it's, sitting down and vetting them really well, which it sounds like that's what you guys do in your business. Yeah. And I think another key 
factor in all this is high interest rate credit card debt. I can't tell you how many people have come to our team where they've got $20,000 in credit card debt that's costing them 20% interest. Meanwhile, their retirement account is making them 7% a year. Well, if you've, <laughs> if you've got credit card debt costing you 20% in your retirement account, your 401k or IRA is making you 7%, it's a really good chance you're losing money faster than you're making money. And yeah. a way to stop that is what we've talked about where you know, you can use the solo 401k loan feature, take out, let's just say 20,000 penalty and tax-free, pay off your credit card debt in one shot. So now you're not bleeding the 20% interest. You're not losing any more interest. And now you're just paying your solo 401k back within five years. You're replenishing what you took out. So you don't rob from your future. That money can Mm -hmm. still work for you. So it can be there when you retire. But more importantly, now you paid off your high interest rate credit card debt in one shot. So you're not losing thousands of dollars in interest anymore. But then more importantly, your credit score is going to go up. And now with a better credit score, you'll probably be able to save a lot more money because now you can have lower interest rates on your credit cards. Uh, Credit score impacts a lot of things, right? Your insurance rates, premiums, you know, a lot of different concepts or factors. Yeah, it's it's a massive amount of things that it does affect now that are used for, you know, the the companies that use your credit rating. I mean, even to get an apartment, you, uh, you end up with you know, a credit rating and everything else. So, you know, it, it, once again, I think it's, it's just smart and it's just sitting down with somebody that knows what they're talking about that can look at all those options for you and come up with a solution uh, that makes a lot more sense. Well, cool, man. I, I love your business. I love what you're doing. I think it's, it's a lot of, you know, I think we were discussing before the show, I think a lot of folks right now are, are you know, we're, we're definitely going into a different market um, you know, I personally am of the belief we are in a recession right now, and it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. So the more things that you can do to kind of diversify yourself out, um, you know, there will be that opportunity. I mean, real estate's a little toppy, at least here in Austin right now. But I mean, there's going to be that opportunity uh, as, as we get into a, a tighter market that those real estate prices will come back down um, and having some powder dry to be able to invest when you can is it's going to be the best. Yeah, I think it's real important to have your ducks in a row and take advantage of where you're at right now. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, again, it's just a tool in the tool belt. I mean, the idea of having, you know, a few different buckets of money is, is something I mm-hmm. think is always a pretty good idea to explore, right? Have, have some non-qualified money, you know, some, some money in just a brokerage account that's not in a 401k or IRA, you know, there, there's a, a time and a place for the bucket of insurance money, like a whole life policy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA, that, that tax-free money. It's hard to beat that. And then, yep. you know, I'm sure there'll be some opportunities for you to buy on the low with equities and stocks. And then, you know, maybe have some of your money in, uh, you know, an alternative bucket, like a solo 401k or a self-directed IRA, where you could do some of the things that, you know, we've, we've touched on. Yeah, well, you you're speaking to the to the audience because that's one of the core tenets that we teach with Freedom Day is you've got to have buckets of money and you've got to have buckets of money in different areas. Um, you know, you might be creating a business, you might be buying into a business, you might be buying real estate, traditional investments. It's not a bad thing to have a little bit of all of that, and all of it works together towards your eventual Freedom Day, where or you don't have to get up work that day. Um, so excellent stuff, man. So thanks. 
Uh, thanks for really sharing that. I uh, really appreciate that. So let's shift into the fast five questions if you're ready. Let's rock and roll. All right. So first question, you wake up in the morning, you've got your business just went away overnight. You still have the knowledge in your head. You have 500 bucks. You have a laptop computer, place to live, food and clothing. What do you do first? And I, I would find five high ticket programs I could sell, services I could sell. So I would just go back to the basics, right? Whether I'm selling solar, selling a roof, plumbing service, just something that's high ticket that gives me the ability to generate a commission. So and I, I would focus just on bringing in a revenue for, you know, the first 60, 90 days and then mm -hmm. map out a way that I could go from salesperson to entrepreneur. Yeah, I love it. Just re re repeat, rinse and repeat from what you did before. Exactly. All right, cool. So uh, if what's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? I would say just being naive. Okay. And, and I'll expand on that. It's really easy to look at everyone as your client. Everyone's your ideal client and it's revenue and you should do business with everybody and you should trust everybody. And that's where you, you really need to, to lean in on facts and agreements, operating agreements, affiliate agreements, reading between the fine lines and trusting, but also verifying. And unfortunately, when you are new in business, it's easy just to, man, I, I got a good feeling about him. They sound, they sound trustworthy. They sound credible. They got a cool a cool thing going on. Let's do business with them. Or, you know, we really can help this person. It's like, man, you can't help everybody, right? So um, you really need to nail down who your ideal client is, who you can serve in the best way possible that maximizes the profits for the company in an efficient way and, and really try to serve those people because then it's a win-win and then really make sure that you're aligning yourself with, with people that, uh, you know, are, are good people to add to your business, whether it's an employee, a 1099 contractor, you're bringing on a business partner, you're doing a JV deal, really just making sure that you're, you're vetting things out. Yep. And, and hire a good attorney <laughs> from the beginning. Do Amen. not try and wing it by yourself. Um, <laughs> the, the two best, they are the two things that I hired first are the two positions that I hired, uh, you know, or, or, you know, vendors that I hired basically right out of the gate were a bookkeeper and an attorney from day one. Amen. <laughs> because that will come back to bite you in the end. So well worth the four or $500 an hour they charge. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and here in Texas, not near that amount. So, and if you can't do that, find one of the legal services like a legal shield or something like that. You know, you'll get, you'll get a top tier legal firm where yeah. they can at least look over your contracts and, you yeah. know, you may have to do a little bit of legwork at creating them, but they'll look over the contracts for you. And, uh, you know, for 40 or 50 bucks a month, it's the best money you'll ever spend. What's a good book that you would recommend for our audience? How to win friends and influence other people. That was a, a game changer for me being somebody that never thought I would get into sales and just realizing as I get older that sales and communication and being able to relate to people and ask good questions and listen is just so important no matter what you do, whether you're in sales or not, it's life. 
because chances are you probably have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a wife or a husband or kids or a sibling or a mother. And um, obviously, maybe you have an employee and, and all of that stuff matters. So that was definitely a really, really good book on communication for me. Um, the, the funny thing is I had a, a copy of that book in my library that I got from my grandfather. So it's a first edition copy of the book. It's been sitting in my library for literally, I would say, 25 years. Hadn't, hadn't picked it up, hadn't looked at it. And right around December time, I, I was just digging through the library, looking for a book for the holidays, found the book, read it, and I decided that I would live my life this year. Uh, with that book. So there's 26 principles in that book. So I, I change principles every two weeks and it's been one of the greatest years of my life. Yeah. Um, so that's, it, that's it's so... Just, it, there's so much stuff that's logical in there, yeah. but there's so much stuff that it's like, okay, if you just do this, it, it you will have a happier life. That's <laughs> it, so cool. And, and what makes it even more unique is written in like 1926. Yeah. Right. So the principles are timeless. Yeah, well, it's people, you know, people is people. I mean, that's what I say about marketing, too. You know, I still read the greats, you know, Ogilvy and some of those guys. I mean, these are people that were back in the 40s, 50s and 60s and the, the golden age of advertising. Well, people are just people, yeah. you know, and th those guys, their heroes were the guys that were doing like the snake oil shows yeah. back in the, you know, the late 1800s and early 1900s. So it's, you know, it's, it's people and, and the principles of, of human beings don't change over time. We have different things around us and we have more technology now, but people are still people. Exactly. What's a tool that you use in your business every day? I always use like an Evernote. Um, what, what's something that you use every day? Man, you, you stole mine. Evernote's been something I've been using for oh, a little hey. long time, but uh one that I use just as much, if not a little bit more, is probably my Google Calendar. So since mm -hmm. it's not on my calendar, I don't handle it. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, somebody reached out to me today. I want to talk to them. Um, that's, that's part of when you start leveling up. And, and by no means am I at a point where I'm happy where I'm at. I'm still mm -hmm. an owner operator. I've got 13 employees. So I do have my hands in things a little bit more than I'd like to. Um, I've mm -hmm. delegated a lot. So I'm not in my business like I was last year, or the year before. But the reason I share that is, you know, you really have to make sure that the time that you're using is the most efficient, right? Like you have to make sure that okay, this task that I'm doing, can I delegate it out? Can this task mm -hmm. that I'm doing, can I automate it? Can I delete it? Am I focusing on the tasks that bring the most value, right? So hanging out with my daughter, that's a task mm -hmm. that, and I say task like it's a, a bad thing, but that that's yeah. a task that is worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars an hour, right? So you know, I put that stuff That's on a the high calendar. priority one. It's a high priority one. It's a high value one. Yeah. And it's one that you really can't delegate out to somebody else. <laughs> for, for, for sure. So, you know, yeah. somebody gave me a call today out of the blue. I want to talk to them, but they yeah. weren't on my calendar and yeah. I still had something else I needed to do. So I was like, Hey man, can you send me a link to your calendar? Or here's my link to my calendar. Let's set something up. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. I, I religiously use a calendar to, you know, make sure I stay focused because, you know, when you're focused, you know what I'm talking about, right? When you're focused, mm -hmm. you're like, man, I just got so much done in the last three hours. Like I'm freaking on one, but we've also had three hours go by and we're like, 
dang it, what I do? I freaking scrolled social media <laughs> for 30 minutes. Yeah, you ever um, gotten to the end of the, your day and you're just like, what the hell did I do today? Exactly. I know I worked a lot, but what did I actually accomplish today? But, you know, I, I, have, uh, I have five different businesses and I, it was interesting about, a, about three or four weeks ago, some things happened in my business that made me have to refocus. And it also made me go, okay, what's not important anymore, which businesses are not really that important uh, that I can really assign to somebody else to really oversee and run. And then I can focus on this one. And for the last three weeks, I've been so insanely productive, uh, just having one focus and then being incredibly disciplined about what I'm doing. And, and I'm kind of reshuffling and restructuring a business. Uh, you know, it, you cannot beat focus more than anything. And, you know, it, the more distractions you have, the more squirrels that pop up, um, the more you're just going to be kind of all over the place. And I was doing an interview earlier today and I was talking to a guy and he said, you know, you've got to really stay focused on one thing. And I said, I saw a, a quote just, uh, I guess, about six or seven months ago. Instead, you know, instead of half-assing a bunch of things, whole-ass one thing. So. That's, that's a good one. That's the truth. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, if they're interested in learning a little bit more about what you do, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Danielblue.me. That's my main website. So okay. it's Danielblue, blue, like the color.me there. You could pick up a copy of my book. I wrote a book called Blueprint okay. to Your Best Retirement. What nice. Jeff and I scratched the surface on in terms of accessing a retirement account penalty and tax-free and doing some of the cool things that we talked about. The book that I wrote will we'll show you how to do that step by step. It's super easy to, to read, really short, sweet, simple to the point. Uh, I've got a podcast as well. It's called How Winners Win. I talk a, little, nice. a lot about ways to help people win in their personal life, their financial life, their business lives. So you can you know see the links there. And then uh, I've got a lot of free content on there, you know, articles that I wrote on Forbes and just a lot of different uh, pieces of content that people can soak in and, and, and learn some things along the way. And then uh, if you've got a 401k or an IRA and the idea of accessing it penalty and tax-free appeals to you, um, you know, there's some ways that you can take some action on, on that website too. Brilliant. All right, my friend. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, wonderful, you know, different subject that we talked about and I love your story, dude. Uh, you could have gone a whole different way and you did it the right way. And, you know, it wasn't easy, but you're, you're continuing to build. Um, so you're working your way towards your freedom day at some point. So I'm really excited for you. Um, thank you for joining me and thank everybody for listening in. As always, we put these out four times or three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So be looking for these shows coming out. And the best way to do it is to subscribe other way, uh, right down below me. And we will uh, we'll get you on that list of things that come out. So thanks a lot. We'll see you guys back here next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.